everybody. Welcome back to episode 145 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. This is the episode where we welcome back Kristen from Maternity Leave. Kristen, we've missed you. It's nice to have you back. Even though you still have a little more time at home, it's good to have you back in the Booster office recording and talking about Youth Ministry room design, which is something that even if you're not an HGTV watcher, I know that we're always thinking about the space you have, whether it's temporary, whether it's shared, whether it's yours, whether it's large, whether it's small, whether it's configured in a weird long hallway pattern, or it's the dank, dirty closet that nobody else wants, your youth are probably meeting somewhere. It could be a living room, a porch, or a whole complex of a building. And space matters. If you've been in youth ministry for long enough, you know that where we meet matters. And so on this episode today, we're going to talk about that. But before we get into those things, I want to give you a couple big announcements. Number one, we will be at the National Youth Workers Convention in November. And so if you are looking for an excuse to go to St. Louis, hang out, drink coffee, and meet other Booster members, check it out November 15th through 18th. Secondly, October is coming. And when October is here, we have big announcements for the things that are changing. Changing to the podcast, it's still happening, but it's going to sound and look a little different. And then also in the month of October, what's happening that's exciting is our month-long emphasis for women in youth ministry. Chad has been hard at work, quietly typing and interviewing away, and has lined up an interview for every day in October of a woman serving in youth ministry who is awesome, sharing their story, excitement, and love of youth ministry. Until then, check out this interview with one of my favorite women in youth ministry, Kristen Lascola Kekola. Glad to have you back. Hey, everybody. We're back for another Booster episode talking about youth ministry rooms. Now, Kristen, it's after summer, and it's just really great to have you back. And I just think a lot of folks need to know, how are you doing? We've been missing you on the podcast, but you've been somewhere. You've uh, you've brought another human into the world. <laughs> yes, I've been somewhere. I've been lots of places. Yeah, we had number two baby girl, Brinley Eden Lascola, join our family July 30th. So she's almost seven weeks old now. And um, my whole pregnancy, I prayed like, God, please, A, can I have a girl? B, can she please not have colic? Um, and can you help me do this newborn thing? I had a little PTSD from my first newborn having colic. And this one, I am happy to say she is sweet and gives newborns a good name. And, uh, my PTSD might be cured from this okay. little sweet thing. So <laughs> the sweetness of this one has tempered the feelings about the first one. I love it. <laughs> yes. Colic is no joke. So if you're a parent out there and your baby has colic, um, hang God in there. You. Oh my goodness. I feel your your pain because it is rough. So um, this one, man, I'm like, this is what babies are supposed to be like. I They're not that scary. <laughs> so yeah, we're, I feel good. I'm, I'm happy to be back in my old body yeah. again. <laughs> no pregnancy, 30 pounds yes. lighter and feeling fantastic. Sweated out in the summer. Yes. Yeah. So. Got the AC pumping out here. It's 90. It's like 90 today over here. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, so so it's good to be back. I missed you guys. I feel like some FOMO over here, just like in newborn purgatory. Just watching like, it all happen. Yeah. Is, there, is anybody else having fun? Yeah. So yeah, good to be back. Well, it's so good to have you back. And I, I think you coming back is is appropriate for this season because I think this is the season that a lot of us get pretty reflective. Uh, I don't know if it's true for you, friend, but I know that for me, once we get everything kicked back off for the fall, you finally take that breath and just start looking around and what you're looking around at is either your office to remodel <laughs> or pitch all the <laughs> stuff from summer that's accumulated or your youth room. And I think this was the conversation that we were joking about uh, on the pre-show a little bit is that we get back after the groove of summer and the mess maybe has cleared. The clutter has been shoved to one side of the room and here, yes, here in front of us is a space that we are trying to engage, entertain, and make communal for youth kids. And I, I feel like this is the time where we like start dreaming or we start scheming <laughs> either how to get rid yes. of stuff or how to change stuff. And so I think for everybody listening out there, they, they, this is a conversation we talk about a lot, how to make the most of your space and then how to make the most of renovating your space for the least amount you can spend. And so we do have some practical kind of maybe insights, ideas, and tips and tricks to post below. But Kristen, maybe talk a a little bit because you brought some really good questions earlier and you got a youth room maybe it's yours sometimes maybe it's yours always what what do you even think about there what, what do you even do like if, if you just moved into a new space what did you guys do when you guys moved into your new space yeah it was about a year ago so last september um 11th crazy enough we moved into our new building so prior to that we were always kind of in some temporary space that we kind of had to set up and tear down um on a weekly basis on the weekends we had a more permanent space midweek so we kind of got a little bit of both but we moved into a 24/7 campus about a year ago and so i was kind of faced with that question what are we going to do with our youth space because it had been so many years not getting to do what we wanted to do. And so I'm like, I want to make this really good. I want to make this really practical. I want to make this, you know, the best youth youth space I possibly can. So, um, you know, I think first starting with like, what do we absolutely have to have yes, in this yes. space? Um, and then building off of that more of like the accessories or the frills or the fun. And so for me, the basics of any youth room always start with a couple of things. And these are kind of like the just uh, like standard appliances <laughs> that you need. Um, obviously, the stage, the sound booth, the seating. Okay. And those were kind of like the duh parts that we had to do. Um, and based on whether you're sharing a room or you get your own room, those are going to look a lot yeah. different. So when I shared a room, my sound booth was a fold-out table with a portable soundboard, yep. a laptop, and some portable speakers. Um, and if you don't, if you're sharing a space and you think you don't need a sound booth, I would encourage you to relook yeah. at that because the quality of your program will go way up when you're using a projector and a screen and lights and speakers and laptop. And I know what you're thinking, oh, that all sounds really expensive. You would be amazed what you can get donated. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Or, or refurbish or use. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that just kind of takes up your service to like, oh, like this is a yeah. thing. Like we're doing stuff. You're, 
you're able to be heard, your worship is better, your you know overall look of your your service is a lot better. Students so, are screen driven, um, and the cheapest thing that you can have for decor for every series or event is whatever you want to blast on a screen or a projector, like whatever graphic, like that is the cheapest part totally. uh, to give yourself some kind of like wallpaper or imaging. Like it's students, students are visual. If you haven't noticed from all of their Instagram and Snapchat obsession. So you should have some at least thought to the ways in which you will be both technical and visual in your presentation. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like, speaking of the budget, because I know that's always a sore subject for us youth pastors, depending on the size of your church. When 12 years ago, when I was holding my youth group at our community center in town, I used the back of a vinyl yes, banner for it. my screen, you know, and I had a projector that I was able to get and my personal laptop. And then I just plugged in some desktop speakers that were like <laughs> pretty loud, Played some but music. my group was only like... <laughs> Yeah, my group was only 12 kids at the time, so it didn't matter. But I made sure there was some production. So I would think through that first. What is my budget and what is my room like? Now we're in a nice big room. We have professional quality everything. Um, The sound booth is in the back of the room, but that's kind of where I start with tech. Um, And then obviously you know, the stage. And we're using TV monitors now instead of the projector screen, which... I like a lot better. So if you can do that, you know, that's sweet. But, um, and then thinking through, okay, now that we have our basics done, um, you know, oh, and the, and then seating. So I thought through like, what kind of seating do we want to have? I worked in a junior high ministry once where it was just all couches and there were no fold out chairs or anything. There were just rows and rows and rows of all these different couches and students love to like pick their couch. And this is our yeah, couch yeah. and sit on different couches each week. And that was kind of a fun element for student ministries. Um, I went on Amazon and found these really sweet um, fold out chairs that come in different colors. So it's not just like the steel, whatever ones we're used to, and they match the theme of my room and they help with games. It's like, okay, the teal team and the blue yeah, team okay. or whatever. So seating um, and then lighting. So um, think through some creative things with lighting. Like we strung market yeah. lights up on our ceiling. It kind of looks like almost like a circus tent or like something like that being outside. Um, you know, does your lighting change for worship? One mistake I think sometimes we make is we don't turn down the lights for worship and kids are way too distracted and making sure we have the capabilities to do that. So, um, once the basics are done, I think then thinking through, okay, who is using this room and what do we need in here for it? So... If you're sharing a room, it's going to look a little different, right? Because you can't leave everything up. But this is all possible even if you're sharing a room. Um, Because you have the gamer kids. So, you know, we have the two flat screens with the Wii and the whatever for the kids, uh, for the video gamers. But then I think there's a lot of kids that don't want to play video games. And how boring is that? So making sure... Um, I have like a little couch seating area with like the coloring books and like different trivia games and stuff like that for the girls who want to hang out and chat. Um, I have like one of those um, arcade like basketball things, you know, with the return on it and the boys love that. 
and then the foosball table going on. And each thing I think is this something that's going to create community. So believe it or not, the video games absolutely do create community as youth pastors. There's you know four that. players watching Parents- and 14 people or four player, four players playing yes. and 14 people watching. That's right. Like that, that was, so that I was going to add, like, not only do you need to have some kind of like fun thing that kids can play, it needs to be in a way that people can spectate. Like that is the thing that I messed up. Totally. You used to have like a game corner where kids could play like video games, like old Xbox or like Wii, the original Wii or whatever, but they were buried away and nobody got to watch them play because even if you don't play the games, it's fun to watch somebody win and somebody lose in Mario Kart or NBA 2K or Madden or whatever. Cause that, that creates yep. community too, because there is that like people that are playing, people that are watching and it becomes in a really like, it, it builds community by being in the middle of what's going on instead of like pushed to the sides. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, like I was thinking as you were talking, like imagining when the kids come in, it also kind of creates a safe space where someone can be involved without being like the center of attention. So it's like, oh, there's a whole group over here watching this. I'm new. I don't really know what to do, but I'm like standing here watching it too. And now I'm sort of blending in and I have a place to be. And that's with the foosball too. Like I, even though it's like such an oldie, you know, the foosball thing or ping pong, my kids still love it. So um, they'll gather around and watch and it creates some community. Um, So it's like having the balance of um, things that are really active, like the basketball, the foosball, the ping pong, then the video games, and then kind of a place to chill. And one thing that helps chilling is I say in every youth room, every single Sunday, midweek, whenever you're meeting, there has to yes, be food yeah. in your room. If it's at worth all time. getting together, it's worth feeding them something. I think that is Absolutely. that is as, that is as theological of a communion sermon you could ever give, Kristen. If, if it's worth getting together, <laughs> it's worth having. You should have a place to wash your feet and a place to eat food. That's it. That's it. You know how I feel about foot washing, but, though, you, Zach, but so. clearly you have strong feelings about communion because because food matters, right? I know because food is another level of entry point. That's one of the things that I think it's totally. not just about like, well, I bought, you know, donuts cause you know, I just get a quick sugar fix or whatever, but like having, having snacks says it's okay to rest here. I think that's one of the things that's really important is when you say, uh, when you have some kind of area to play board games or video games, or if you have ping pong or spike ball, or if you have food, like these are all activities that say it's okay to not just be here, but to stop, slow down and rest here. Because what you like to do for fun and rest at home has also shown up here in this space too. And so whether or not you have your own dedicated space, that's a classroom, a room or a building, or whether it's a shared space that you have to set up and tear down each week, think through what you're offering your students as entry points into the life of the community that says it's okay to stop here, rest here, play here and be here. Not just show up here, do the chapel, do the program and leave, but to rest here, to dwell here. I think that's what's really, really important when you think through some of those things. And most of those things are pretty inexpensive. Like there are snacks you can get that are not super expensive. There is spike ball knockoffs that you can get that are not so expensive. There are old video games that some of your kids may donate because they want the new system and mom said they could have it if they got rid of their old system like there is stuff that is available to you if you know what to ask for and then how to utilize it that's good it it gives a little incentive for people to come early which i really love so sunday we do donuts and they're free the kids can just come and grab them and then midweek we do um 
a snack shack. And so this is like the hub of hangout for us. And kids come early to get pizza. So we sell pizza for 50 cents a slice. We have soda, we have ice cream, we have candy, you know. Um, And here's a pro tip that one of my amazing volunteers figured out because he's like super business savvy. Our snack shack makes money and we charge a dollar for everything and it's making money. So we use that money to like, I take my leaders to an escape room or do something cool for our staff. But the cool thing is they all come early. Everyone gets a soda, candy, hanging out. And it just creates this like, you were saying like this home welcoming, awesome vibe. Like there's always, always food available. And then sometimes on our weekend service, we theme like special food, like, all right, Saturday night, we're going to do a nacho bar or we're going to do walking tacos one night and stay late and just make the food kind of a focal point. Um, And then, um, one thing too, um, with that hospitable vibe is I, always, 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 and I'm sure this is a no brainer, but have music playing all the time. And all kinds, and all um, kinds, all the time and all kinds. Exactly. Yes. And I'm not an advocate for Christian only music at church at all. And it sounds like you're not either, as long as it's appropriate, obviously, but music while they come in, music during transitions, music during the games, you know, it's so impactful when you turn that level down, when you're explaining something for the game and then you like three, two, one, and then the music just goes like... Well, because what, what we're talking about when we talk about remodel is, is not just like the ways in which like the walls have a certain color. Like if you haven't repainted the walls in a while, like change the color of a wall if you're able to, because that's a great way to refresh and remodel some things. But you should think through the ways in which your space speaks both tangibly and intangibly and refresh and remodel that. And having music, having a fresh playlist, not the same playlist that you had in 2015, yes. uh, is, it speaks a lot to <laughs> the kind of refresh remodel this season can really bring. And so, okay, but tell me a little bit more because you talked about it earlier. I think this is really important to come back to lighting in the room because I think this is the thing that gets overlooked. Like everybody always wants a fancy new welcome area or they want like a really expensive like lighting design kit for their stage area because they've been relegated to the old like workroom, classroom, and the dungeon that nobody wants to put any money into because it Mm -hmm. leaks sometime. Uh, You talked about like market (laughs) lights, but I love like cheapy antique shop like lamps like i feel like even if you can't afford stage lighting like parkan dmx fancy lighting you can buy lamps and twinkle lights and you can do a lot of stuff with lamps and twinkle lights to make the room feel different especially if you wire it up in a way that you can hit those surge protectors and turn them on and turn the lights down for worship and so maybe share a little bit more about how like chimple uh, (laughs) chimple cheap and simple lighting, uh, like changes and al- alternatives to just having the like overhead lights on can be really meaningful because you've been in a space both where you had to share it and set it up and tear it down and then now a space of your own. Yeah. And I was at a high school in their dance room, okay, yeah. you know, that was my room. And so when I was in there, I had light stands with stage lights on the light stands and, um, during worship this was really cool we had um like you know those like hanging light bulb things like you can get them like i think at ikea or something they're like on the cable or on the cord and then they're just like these hanging light bulbs 
Yeah. So you just, we bought a bunch of those and hung them at varying heights. And that was like our worship lighting. Um, we had like lanterns that were some of our worship lighting. And again, these are from Ikea. So it's like just paper with like a light bulb in it. And it was like totally fine. Um, so making, turning off those overhead lights during video, during worship, during, I mean, you technically could do it during your talk if you want. A lot of times I leave the overhead lights on during the message just because I don't want them to zone and, you know, start messing with each other too much. Um, But during those times where I want them focused on the screen or focused, you know, a little more inwardly, we have the option to get rid of that harsh lighting and make it a little softer through the bulbs, through the lanterns, through the light stands. And those light stands are cool too. Those can be different colored lights. You know, we had the mix of the red and the blue. It was like those regular um, light board kind of lights. Um, So, yeah. I I think you're right. It does a ton to be able to manipulate that. And it takes it from feeling like a classroom or a lounge or a den or whatever to like, oh, this is a different type of space. So um, yeah, don't be discouraged if you're in some random room. You can definitely find solutions for that. And and I think that's the whole point, right? Like If if you're remodeling, like the the thesis of what we're trying to do is to make it a different kind of space. And I think if, if you're frustrated by where you're at right now, it's because it has felt the same for too long or you feel like you can't make it different enough like more than trying to make it cool more than trying to make it expensive i think is the idea of creating something that's alternative or different so even if you're just in one single like square ish like 20 by 20 box of a room there are ways to turn the front of the room and the back of the room into two different places there are ways to i mean like that's our the room that we're currently in is i mean it's basically one big room divided by doors uh and so for us to have small groups we had to get really creative by not just having the old couches, but creating little islands in different parts of the like the one room to make it feel like there was three or four different little small group areas for a room. Uh, and so it, it wasn't, we, we spent like, very little money on furniture, but the way in which we arranged the furniture and made the space feel like, oh, there's ways for us to cluster and gather here was really important. And so wherever you're at, maybe if you're feeling discouraged by what you have, I think a few lamps <laughs> and some thoughtfulness of like, what are we trying to accomplish in this room? Uh, are there ways that we could freshen this room or reset this room? Maybe even with some simple changes between, you know, Sunday and midweek, if you're meeting twice a week to really let the students get a sense that this room is different for a certain purpose because it needs to feel purposeful and it needs to, I think, in many ways feel like alternative. Like we showed up here and something different happened. We were here a part of this because it felt both inviting, like I could be here, and also, man, this was this was for a purpose or a reason that we did come here. And so I think that's really important stuff. Krista, maybe tell me, uh, so let's do some practical tips. Like what are some things maybe that you've seen or that you've done either on the cheap or on the medium cost. Obviously, if someone threw $20,000 at us to buy a bunch of new lights or to come in and do a bunch of work, but what are like cheap and efficient things that you've seen that have been really meaningful and impactful either in uh, spaces that you've been in or spaces that you visited? Yeah. And I, I toured like every youth room in Southern California when I was redoing <laughs> Which is a my lot, room. A lot. <laughs> Yeah, all the big ones. I went to Mariners. I went to Saddleback. I went to all these youth rooms because I'm like, if I'm doing this and I get one shot, I want to make sure I do it right. Yeah. But you know, I just noticed consistent um, staples for each one, consistent theme of like every room, no matter 
how big the church was um, and how big their budget. Saddleback, don't even get me started though right. on some of their stuff. It's like, the, looks the like a things. college campus, but right. those staples that we had talked about. Um, and then one thing, and this is going to sound so lame, but my favorite thing <laughs> recently that I've bought for my youth room is I went to um, like a hardware store. Okay. And I bought a mailbox, like a mailbox that you would buy for your house that has a lock on it. Okay. And for years, students would come up to me and hand me a check, hand me a permission slip, hand me offering, hand me a note from their mom, hand me just a student min- or a student leadership application and I'd just be have all these papers and then I would throw them in my bag or I'd throw them in my laptop and I would lose them or yeah. they weren't all concise. So one thing is now everybody knows put it in the black mailbox. It yeah. locks. Only me and my interns can get to it. Okay. So having a practical space for information and organization. So we have an info table that I love. And I've noticed this at a bunch of different churches that we toured is that there was a designated easy spot for information for students and for parents. So I set mine up with some enticements and then some practicality. So the enticements are, I have a huge whiteboard with a would you rather on it and you're supposed to sign your name when you come in. So it's a big question. Would you rather breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life or talk like Yoda for the rest of your life. So you sign your name under which side you land on. And guess what? The donuts are there too. So if you want a donut, you have to go to the information table. So students are there, but then on the information table, I have our calendar for the season. And if you don't do a seasonal calendar, you need to a three month calendar uh, that comes out quarterly. Okay. So everyone knows what's going on for the fall. Here it is. Here's every permission slip that goes with the events on the calendar. Oh, are you a brand new student? Here's an information card. Please fill out your name and all your information. Put it in our black mailbox because I will check that later. And then um, anything else we have, a special flyer. We sponsor a kid through Compassion International. His whole bio is up there. Um, Another cool thing we do is I have bios for all of my volunteer staff. So when a parent walks in, they see, oh, this is Johnny and his favorite drink at Starbucks is a dirty chai and he has been serving here for three years and he works at Chick-fil-A or whatever. So um, they get to see all of the faces of the people. So that's kind of like highlighting who is here. Um, And then that's also where our electronic check-in is too. So the students check in there. Um, We have like an electronic check-in system for our attendance. And so that is like the hub of like, here's what you need to know and here's how you find it and here's where you need to start. Like giving parents a starting point when they come in your room, giving new students a starting point when they come in your room. That was like one consistent thing I was seeing in a lot of these bigger churches of like, there has to be some organization and, and a rhyme or reason to what we're doing. Now, this is something that you can't buy. And what you also need at that door is a warm body. You need an adult. Um, I like putting my older volunteers there. They make a really good impression on the parents. (laughs) So if I have like a... (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And they just know how to talk to them. So I have a volunteer who helps me on Sunday. She's actually a mother of my junior hires and she's fantastic. I put her by the door. So when a mom comes in with a kid with special needs or a brand new family or something, she's the first face they see. She gets them set up with their info card and, you know, greets them. And then strategically different leaders put around the room. So now there's a leader at foosball. There's a leader at video games. There's a leader at basketball. And then there's someone in the sound booth making sure, you know, we're running on time. So um, I think other than just like the structure of the room, now filling it with the people that are going to bring yes. those things to life and breathe life into, hey, kids, all right, who wants to do like foosball competition? Okay, you're on my team. You know, are you new? Have you played foosball? That's Come right. here. So kids aren't always fantastic at drawing other kids in. Some junior hires and high schoolers really are. They have like the spiritual gift to be able to see the like newcomer who is like, I don't know anyone and I'm awkward. They can, some, some can do that, but we really need leaders other than ourselves in that room to bring those kids in um, and make sure our room is being utilized because Otherwise, it's just stuff, right? That's we need right. The people to breathe the life into it. You could put all the money and all the stuff to remodel the room, but if you don't remodel with the people in the right places, then it is just paint on a wall and it's just a new couch waiting to get dirty. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and it will get dirty. And it will get dirty. And that's the thing is for all the new stuff that we want, eventually it always becomes old. But putting the people in the right it, places, destroy it. they will break it, they will destroy it. But the people you bring in, train and recruit to be in the spots, that's the best remodel that you could give your youth room. So, Kristen, it's been great catching up with you. Like, I've missed you and I'm yes. really excited for what the next month holds. Woo, me too. Can't wait. Good yeah. stuff coming up. There you go. Episode 145 in the books. Kristen K. Cola Lascola. Great to have you back. Your room, youth minister, whatever your space or configuration is, the thing that's most important are the people that you put in it. The relationships matter way more than the decor. (laughs) But know that how your students are gathering tells a story. And that story of welcome, invitation, study, and connection matter. And so be thoughtful in those things. If you'd enjoyed today's episode and you haven't had a chance, please check out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you're enjoying this podcast and if you feel up to it leave a review start how you want write what you want but we'd love to hear from you again youth ministry booster is a community of youth pastors who care and we care about what you're doing if you want to check it out you can go to youthministrybooster.com for a one month free trial uh, and you can start that today until next time you are loved thanks for checking out the booster podcast and we'll see you back next week Down. And I'm going to show you things you've never seen.